Welcome to The Word This Week, where we believe that the Bible is more than just words on a page. They are the words we live by, and it's pretty cool too. We invite you to join us as we read through the Bible together this year. Welcome back to The Word This Week. I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and we are on episode 11. And as we've been reading through the Bible together, we have moved and transitioned out of all of the laws. And now we're seeing the the transfer of leadership between Moses and Joshua. And the one thing I'm excited about is that we are seeing the fulfillment of some of the promises of God as, as the children of Israel are taking and moving into the promised land and, and even seeing that as God fulfills his promises, sometimes that comes in unexpected ways. Joining me this week are Dean and Christy McKenzie. We had a great conversation about what it looks like to step out in faith. And one thing that, that Dean says that really stuck out to me when the Lord asked him to take this step of faith, instead of being wishy-washy, he said, yes, Lord, I'm on my way. And that made all the difference. So listen in on our conversation. Dean and Christy, we're glad you're here. Welcome. Well, thank you. Thank Thanks you. for joining here. us. Uh, I would love for you guys, as we start off, just tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, who you are, what you're doing in life right now. Lots of stuff. Um, I am going to be celebrating 10 years this July of being on staff at the River uh, in children's ministry and particularly in preschool ministry. So excited about that. Yeah. We we will be celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary in April. Hey, that's which awesome. Which is yeah. a miracle in itself. We're celebrating our 25th this year in nice. August. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Awesome. It's a good year. Yeah. <laughs> and so it makes it a little bit harder to make plans to celebrate with all this COVID stuff going oh, on. Oh, sure. Um, we'll figure out a good way to do that. Uh, we have five children together. Um, all of them are grown and out of the house. And we have two beautiful granddaughters that are just our world right now. Well, she took everything that I wanted to say, so that's <laughs> that's good. No. Uh, yeah, I, I'm the uh, small group pastor at the River. Uh, I have a heart for people being discipled, uh, not just, uh, you know, once we get them saved, then uh, they're, we don't want to throw them to the wolves and try to uh, live in this crazy world without... Uh, knowledge of God's word. So uh, that's kind of my desire. And, and we're, uh, Christy and I are both heavily involved in the marriage ministry yeah. uh, through a, a process called Reengage. Uh, and we've seen God move mightily mm. uh, in that yes. uh, ministry as well. But yeah, uh, yeah we, we love what we do. It's been really cool to hear some of the stories that have come come out of that and, mm. and seeing uh, marriages I mean, saved, I mean, sure. for, for lack of a better word, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's really cool. I'm really grateful for, for what both of you guys do. Uh, we're reading through the Bible together. Yes. And uh, it's been a fun journey. We've, we've gotten through, through a lot of the laws, and now we're starting into uh, a little more narrative now uh, after we've had a couple weeks break from that. But before we discuss some of the things that are jumping off to us, I'd love to ask you guys, uh, this question. Do you remember when the Bible became more than just a book or a collection of stories for you? Good question. Uh, I do. For me, um, uh, I was saved at 13 and, uh, and and lived most of my adult life not living for Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, 
through some events that happened, uh, I started getting into the Word more. And, and I'd always read the Bible during those times, but uh, without understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just read the stories and so on. So yeah. I, I stopped doing that and started to actually dive in deep and and uh, find out exactly what was meant by a particular scripture and then started to talk to people who were uh, further along in their faith yeah. and their maturity. And then it started to really mean something to me. It started to really mm-hmm. jump off and, and got into my heart and... I, it just it just uh, really changed the way that we lived. It changed the way our marriage was wow. uh, handled and mm-hmm. how we how we spoke to one another and and others as well. But uh, yeah, there was a, there was that period. Uh, I think I was like in my late thirties mm-hmm. when it happened, and uh, uh, it just came alive to me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Something you said there. Uh, you said I would talk to people who were further along in their mm-hmm. in their journey. Than I was. I think that's so important. Absolutely. You know, we, we don't have to do this alone. We don't even have to read the Bible alone or try to right. understand it, you know? Yeah. And I think God designed us that way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Christy, what about yeah. you? And for me, it's, um, I think when I first became a Christian, I was 29 years old. And so sitting in uh, our adult worship, listening to the preaching, sometimes it wouldn't make sense to me, obviously. Yeah. But I became heavily involved in children's ministry at that point and reading the stories to prepare for uh, teaching them on Sunday morning. It it really, I would sit and, and just be in awe of, what? It took 120 years <laughs> for uh, Noah to build the ark? You know, is this really true? And so I think the first year that I was involved in children's ministry because I don't have a background mm. in church, yeah. it really came to me that these things are really true and just learning more about him that way. And it was the best way for me because I'm not a big reader. Uh, so it sure it helped me to have it on a smaller level at first and just built that foundation for me because I never heard the stories before. So it was really good. And so now, even today, I find myself reading the Bible and and connecting it with how we teach the kids on Sunday morning and just the different ways that we have to adjust it a little bit. um, We'll put it in language where they can understand it. Yes, and so and not getting... I mean, one of the funniest things that I say is about, you know, when we're talking about one of the miracles that Jesus did, turning water into wine, it's like... You have to say, be creative and say, you don't want to really talk about wine, but you say he changed it into a super fancy party drink, you know, (laughs) 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 things like that is, you know, and uh, even like, you don't want to talk about the spies going into the house of prostitute. You want to, you want to bring it back and say a lady who made bad choices. Mm. So. Uh, a lot of times, yeah, especially because you're working with myself, preschoolers, right? Yes, I'm working so with preschoolers. So. Some of those is going to be whoa. You know? <laughs> yes, right. Yes, so just bringing it down, yeah, a couple of notches because yeah. we do want them to grasp that. Sure, and you know, I think that's that's one of the blessings of of leading others mm. is it mm. makes you a little more desperate, right? <laughs> to, yes. Like I, I want to, uh, I want to explain God's word in a way that that someone can understand it, and if I come across something I don't understand, then okay, 
I'm going to have to figure this out, right? Yes. I'm going to have to seek more understanding myself. So. Yeah, and uh, cool. because we do life group as well, mm-hmm. when we, you know, preparing to lead a life group, you try to make it personal, yeah. you know, and how does this really, how does this Old Testament scripture affect sure. your life today? Right. The world wants to tell us that it's old and not irrelevant. useful and irrelevant yeah. and all those yeah. things. Yeah, but... Uh, as we as we look at it, we know that that's just not true. It's yeah. it's yeah. very pertinent to our lives today. Absolutely. And as the three of us are life group leaders, you know, we uh, preparing for it. Those are some of my favorite conversations with Dean. Mm. Is when we're when we're you know going through what we read for the week and just discussing. Does this, is this really? Yeah. I don't understand this, and so we dig in deep, and then, um, like I said earlier, it's like. This is we're in the best book club ever <laughs> dealing with uh, you know being able to to dig into God's word and mm-hmm. study and try to put it in a way that even like because in life group we have um, on my life group in the mornings on Tuesday is a different genre is a different we've, I've got young young mothers and wives who are trying to figure out what it means to them and then. Yeah. Going into our evening life group, we've got a whole different set of people who have been in the Word for a long time, and yeah. so just sharing, you know, different, what it's meant to everybody. Yeah, what yeah. it has sure. meant to everybody is yeah, is really neat. No, that's so. great. Uh, so thinking about the things that we've read about this week, mm. um, Chrissy, I'll start with you. What's what's something that jumped off the page to you this week, and in, in what we've read? Oh goodness, a lot has jumped off the page that is just so full and so rich with um, instruction. And I think the biggest thing for me was, you know, we, we always have, I mean, everybody has their own crossing over the Jordan story, Mm. you know, and that was a big thing for us, just seeing how God puts everything together and how this week of reading is such a big part of our story um, well, tell a little bit about that that yeah. story here. Uh, they're getting ready to yes, cross into the promised land, right? They've come to this point where it's coming to fruition that they're going to be crossing over the Jordan. And for Dean and I, Dean has wanted to be in ministry for so long, and just you know, questioning when is that? When is that? When is it going to be my time? And so we had a big discussion because that week gosh, this was a couple of years ago, that it was coming at us in sermon after sermon and just listening to the radio in different ways that God talks to us through people. And it was that moment of maybe God is waiting f- to see your faith in putting your foot in the water mm. to s- for Him to stop it. You know, it, it, just that I have promises for you and mm-hmm. what are you going to do with that? Are you going to take it to heart and actually put your foot in the water and trust me yeah. with that. And so I'll let Dean take it from there. Well, and no, that's that's perfect. Uh, uh, because I'm the provider of the family, uh, there's several things that come into play when you're talking about a step of faith. You know, yeah. am I going to be able to provide for my family? And, you know, am I, uh, go, we're going to lose our health insurance. Uh, you know, so all that stuff comes into play. And when we had this conversation about, uh, about the scripture that, uh, you know, God was telling these guys, I'm not going to stop the water until you actually put your foot, foot in, in it. Yeah. You know, and that, 
that just kind of rang a bell with me. And, and so we decided that it was time. And I took that step of faith and I, and I resigned from a job that I had for 24 years mm-hmm. uh, that paid well and there was great security and things like that. And it, it didn't happen right away. Yeah. Uh, you know, my time isn't God's time, <laughs> sure. certainly. Uh, just like in, in these folks going in the promised land, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, God had a particular time for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. we, we made this step of faith and I went and had to work at Outdoor Junction for nine months, which was a you know a great opportunity, but certainly wasn't ministry. Right. I thought, uh, uh, and, and looking back on it, there there was a young fellow that was saved, and he comes mm-hmm. to church every week now just because you know of the conversations we yeah. had when I was there. Wow, that's you cool. know, and then uh, and then a position to open up, and and I came on staff at the river. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it, it and, means a lot to us. This this particular scripture yeah, sure. does, yeah. It does, yeah. And the whole provider part that he was talking about at one point, he was, you know, questioning, did I did I miss God? Did mm. I do the wrong thing here? And I mean, we can look back at it and see that no, God was in it the, through <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. But um, you know, he asked me, "Are you disappointed in me? Have I disappointed mm. you by doing this?" Because we, you know, the provider part of it, and you know, it was one of those moments where I was like. No, you aren't my provider. Mm-hmm. God is my provider. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think that takes a little bit of that pressure. It took a little bit of pressure sure. off of him for me to say that. And and he knows that, but it's like <laughs> sure. you, you have oh, those no. moments, I mean, you know, just it. like the Israelites did. <laughs> totally get it. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, and since we're kind of talking about that story, uh, as they as they cross the Jordan, you know, and, and, and they're coming they're coming across, and everyone's come across. Uh, the Lord instructed them to, "Hey, I want you to set up these large stones, mm-hmm. so that 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 are an altar of, of remembrance, really. Yes. Right. Yes. So that whenever your kids they see that, they ask, what happened here? What are those for?' Yeah, right. You can remind them of the Lord's faithfulness, and it's cool that you guys have that story, so you can go back and just say, "Look, we remember the Lord's faithfulness." Yeah. And actually, I'll tell you, He built an altar mm-hmm. to the Lord at that moment in the in our backyard we have a big wooden cross. Oh that's cool. And it's got stone all around it and yeah. a little bench that you can just go we can go when we mm. when of course when the weather's good. But sure, uh, sure. Yeah. Just because we recognize mm. re- a really big part that God had to play in that. And you know, we were talking earlier about how um we're part of the marriage ministry. And mm-hmm. so this is a big example of, is your relationship with the Lord a covenant or a contract? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Reengage, we have the chapter that we went over last night was commitment. And part of that is, do you look at your marriage as a covenant or a contract? And too often we do that with God. We, we say, you know, I'm going to hold up, do this if you do this. Mm-hmm. And that's not how he wants us to look no. at it. No, he God, has that yeah. unconditional love for us and it's a contract yeah and a contract is transactional with us it's, yes it's conditional right yes. where covenants it's not that yeah and it's i'm so life. glad that god treats us as a covenant and not a contract yeah, because real. we cannot hold up our end yeah we just can't uh and but you know through all that through jesus uh he's provided a way for for him to see us in a way that it, it is a righteous way instead of this yeah. you know filthy rag type Center that uh, that we that we truly all are, 
Uh, but I'm awful glad that it's a covenant, not a contractor. Mm-hmm. We'd be all in big trouble. Yeah, that's yes. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we start with Christy. Dean, what's something that's uh, jumping off the page to you this week? I, and like Christy said, there's so much in here, but really, um, you know, I, for me, it comes down to the fulfillment of these promises uh, in the promised mm. land, and yeah. uh, they've been wandering in 40 years in the in the wilderness, and 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 I understand all, uh, how all that came about, and the mindset of the folks. Then they there were times that instead of doing the hard stuff, they'd rather go back and be slaves in Egypt. And so this generation has died off in the wilderness, and now uh, we have a new generation that is looking forward to whatever they have to do. But truly, I think the biggest takeaway from me is is Joshua's immediate obedience mm-hmm. in what mm-hmm. God told him to do. Yeah. He didn't hesitate. He, you know, he didn't uh, delay. He did exactly what God told him to do when he told him to do it. And as we look at uh, the battles that they were in, I mean, they took uh, uh, Jericho, which was, you know, we're going to march around the city once a day for six days. Then the seventh day, we're going to do it seven times and blow these trumpets and yell at the city. Uh, can you can you imagine if if the commander in chief told uh, uh, an army today saying, "Look, this is this is how we're going to do this"? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah, I, I've a, I spent eight years in the army, right? and I, I looked at this. And I'm going, ah, that's not a really great tactic, you know? <laughs> doesn't seem like it, does it? Uh, but they did it. I mean, yeah. they, he they did it to the letter that God mm-hmm. instructed, and and he came through. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and so they did that, and then uh, they come upon the city of Ai, and they, uh, you know, these guys go off on their own, mm-hmm. and they're uh, not following what God has told them to do, and they get defeated by a much smaller army, yeah. you know. And then, uh, of course, they they come back and regroup, and uh, God instructs them what they've done wrong right. and what they need to do in the future, and mm-hmm. so they go and they. They take the city, but uh, yeah. I, I love the obedience portion of this where Joshua is just like, yes, Lord, I'm on my way. Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of speaks back too to, to just your guys' story. What you're saying is like, okay, this may not make sense. We don't have anything lined up here, but we're going to take that step. Yeah. Yes. And just, and, and trust that the Lord, the Lord has us and. Yeah. And even drawn out, you know, it, it looked a little different than you thought it would. But but even in that, you were still, you know, just being in a vocational ministry doesn't mean that you're not doing ministry. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And there's a there's a piece in there where jo- where God tells Joshua to be brave, uh, you know, to be bold, uh, which kind of why is he telling him this? Well, you know, Joshua may had all of this uh, self-confidence, but, you know, self-confidence can lead us to ruin. But instead, uh, God instilled God-confidence in him, where he was just relying on the fact that the Lord was going to go before them and take care of everything. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, there is one thing that I just couldn't get past in, in this week's reading. It's from uh, Deuteronomy thirty eleven, and it's where... Uh, Moses has. It's just before he's he's gonna see get to look out over mm-hmm. the promised land. He's not gonna get to go in. Those are consequences. Uh, and just before his death, and he's just reminding them again of of some of these things. And he says this to the people. He says, "This command I'm giving you today 
is not too difficult for you and it's not beyond your reach. And that just really grabbed me. Uh, And I think the inference there is that as long as you're walking with the Lord, then you're going to experience life. And I I think you even pointed out later on, he says, this is, you can choose between blessing and curse. You can choose between life and death. death. So choose life. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And I I just think it's a picture. And as long as they were walking with God Mm -hmm. and, and doing their best to, to do things his way. And he made provision for when they didn't. Mm. He made for provision for, okay, here's the sacrifice you offer if if you unintentionally <laughs> sinned or or whatever. Yes. And there are consequences when you intentionally do those things. But you walk with me, and this is all going to play out just like I told you it would, right? Uh, and I think we need to remember that today. Yeah. Yes. That, yes, God wants us to walk in holiness. He wants us to walk in righteousness. And the way we do that is by just walking with him. Yeah. Yes. And doing things his ways. Yeah, and he he it's he knows it that we're never going to have too much. I mean, to go back to what you just said, you can do this. You know, he was positive that they could do it. Mm-hmm. Uh and that he and later and even in the New Testament he tells us that I'm not going to give you anything that's too hard for you to overcome, you know? And when there is temptation, I'm going to provide a way oh, out yeah. for you. So he set all of this up for us for a win. He set mm-hmm. us up to win. But oftentimes we we take what might be the easy route, and uh, that may not be the win. I notice in my life when I'm really struggling, like I'll have several days where I feel like I'm just defeated and I'm struggling with things. I have to look back and we, we do this with each other, and that's, you know, I notice that you're struggling. What is your, what is your um, spiritual life look like with the Word? Are you, in, are you being in the Word? Are you getting in the Word? And I can look and see that in those moments, yeah, I've, I've failed to have my quiet time with the Lord. And so Deuteronomy 32, where he's the song he has written, Moses has written this song that has told them, you know, this warning that this is what's going to happen to you if you walk away from me. You know, it, it says, pass them, take all, take to heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a commandment to your children so they will obey every word of these instructions. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life, mm-hmm. you know, and by obeying them, that is so true. I can look back at the times when I'm feeling defeated that it's because mm-hmm. I'm not taking the time to know what God's word says to me. And talking earlier about um, our collective, the women's ministry, and Lisa Reeves was sharing, and she said too often she she had this habit of opening the word and saying, "What? Show me what to do. Show me what to do." God, she really wrestled with God on that, and and now she opens it up to say, "Show me who you are." Yeah. And, and I've taken that with me because uh, this is a love story. This mm. is, you know, the greatest book ever. And he wants us to know that he's with us no matter what. I love that so much. And those words that, that Moses said about that song jumped out to me because in the intro to the podcast, we, we say the Bible is not just words on a page. It's right. the words we live by. Yes. And so that, that stuck out to me as well. And, and I've heard recently someone say that, you know, we don't, 
we don't just read the Bible to gain knowledge. We don't spend time, even quiet time and, and all of that. It's not just to, to gain knowledge or to, to, to experience something that, that's going to make us feel better, but it's to get the life of Jesus inside of us. Yes. And, uh, and I love so that. Uh, so if, uh, Christy, if you could sum up this whole week's reading in one word, what one word do you think you would use? One word? Can I use more than one word? <laughs> you can use up to three words. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Or a phrase. That's fine. Yeah. That we all have our crossing Jordan moments in mm. our life. Yeah. Whether it's dealing with battles of with cancer or like my mom who's battling Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and in her mind, she's so lost. And, yeah. you know, those those moments... I can't imagine doing life without God's word. Mm, yeah. I, I often wonder how people deal with things like that that don't know the Lord. Dean, what about you? I, I would have to say obedience would mm-hmm. be my one word to sum it all up. Because uh, that's really what struck me through this whole week's worth of reading yeah. was uh, obedience. And, and with obedience, you, you see what disobedience uh, brings, you know, but then you also see what the obedience brings and the blessings. Uh, you know, we we look at this Old Testament stuff and you were talking about the stones and everything that they put out for remembrance. Yeah. And, you know, uh, in, in the life of uh, the river, the life of our church, we, we see God's finger, fingerprints everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just all over the place. Uh, and But for us personally, we look back and we see just his hand in our marriage mm-hmm. Uh, what he's taken us through, what he's led us to, uh, you know, the steps of faith that we've made along the way, and uh, and, and trying to be obedient in yeah. all of that. Uh, this this really struck me the most. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would love to be a, a a type of Joshua where when I feel the Lord's <laughs> telling me something, I do yeah. it immediately. Yes. You know, that's just my. Uh, that's my whole goal and purpose in my life is yeah. just to just to do what God said yeah. when He said it and to walk with Him. Absolutely, yeah, that's so cool. Uh, one thing I was reminded of this week uh, was the fulfillment of God's promise. Mm-hmm. You know, because we see them uh, going in to the promised land, and yes. this goes back to the promises that. That God made to Abraham and to Isaac and to Jacob, yes. and, yeah, like over six hundred years before that, yeah, right. And so right. that is—it's it, exciting, and even how he said, "Meditate on these instructions." Yeah, you know, yeah, that's good. Make them part of your life, mm-hmm. so that it's not so easy to forget. Yeah, you know, and even the part where it was talking about the the manna had stopped that day all yeah, the they, time. Like yeah. it didn't occur yeah. to me that. Oh my goodness, like every single day. Because, you know, if you mm-hmm. don't read that every day, he's bringing manna every day, he's bringing yeah. manna every day. To read at that moment when they took grain or um, food Produce. from the land, yeah. at that moment, the manna stopped and it mm-hmm. didn't come again. Yeah. Like, wow. All that time, God was with them yeah. and provided everything that they needed. And yet they were still so disobedient and so grumbly Mm -hmm. and so it's crazy yeah but we do the same we do the same thing (laughs) we absolutely absolutely do do the same thing and we we you know part of marriage ministry is it's hard to get people to 
look at they they're so pigeonholed on their their struggles and and why can't we get past this and they can't zoom out and look at the big picture that a lot of times in marriage when we start out our marriage we think oh everything's great our love is going to carry us through you know we're never going to have any problems and then you add work and then you add kids and then you add their activities and other activities and church and all this stuff and people get distracted and they're not making Christ the center mm. of their marriage. And then all of a sudden they're in a mess yeah. and they can't figure out why. And so just getting them to unpack that, that you have to, everything you do, you have to consult the Lord. Mm. You have to build your marriage and your life with Christ in the center instead yes. of trying to build this thing and then put God in the little holes that are left because it never works that way. Yeah. yeah. So. And it just... Uh, Takes me back again to that, hey, you can choose blessing yes, and curse. Right. You can choose uh, death or death. life. Yes. And, yeah. and man, walking so in his ways is life. so much better. <laughs> choose life. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks. This has been fun. I appreciate Absolutely. you. Yes. Thank yeah. you for asking us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we want to thank the River Community Church for sponsoring this podcast. And if you have any questions about the podcast, feel free to reach out to us at twtw at theriverCC.com. Or if you're looking for a church home in Cookville, Tennessee, be sure to check us out at theriverCC.com. Thanks, and join us next time on The Word This Week. <laughs>